Episode three of Basement Combos starts now. Welcome back live from Northern New Jersey. It's episode three of Basement Combos. Steve, welcome back. Thank you. I know you couldn't make it to the last episode. It was a breaking news podcast. I just wanted to get a feel for the Shermer firing. I wanted to be live. I wanted to be tasty. Yeah, no, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. What's your opinion on the Shermer firing? Um, I think we all saw this coming following the NFL. Uh, Shermer hasn't really been successful over no. the past two years. Um, I would have liked them to see. Th- I would have liked to see them clean house fully, get Gettleman out of there too. But he remains. Uh, kind of saw that as well. Kind of, it was kind of a predictable off-season firing and staying. Of I mean, yeah, Gettleman, John Mayer did exactly what he did five years ago when he kept Reese and fired Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mistake because many teams don't do this. But mm-hmm. hey, they've won two Super Bowls in the past two decades, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, I'm personally not a believer in Gettleman. Um, just from what I've seen. He has hit on a few picks. Uh, Slayton, a notable a gem that he's found. Uh, hopefully he continues his production. Um, I just don't know how much, how in touch he is with analytics. And that's that's and, a big thing and nowadays. That, and like, that you came, talking about that too. And that ex- got exposed in his press conference. Yeah. He talked on Tuesday, and I did the Breaking News podcast on yeah. Monday. And on Tuesday, I was just as mad, mad as I was on Monday that they were keeping Gettleman because he showed no promise for the future. He did not. He dodged questions that were asked to him. One of them being Kim Jones, who who is awesome. Shout out to her because she just asked great questions and put people on blast that have to be put on blast. But he did not give an answer as to why they traded for Leonard Williams. He dodged that. They brought up Odell. Please he dodged that. Leonard Williams. <laughs> I hope not, but he, they're definitely <laughs> going to. Yeah. Um, and they talked about analytic the analytics department and how that's going to expand. But it's like he called them computer folks. Yeah, who does like- that? He's like, yeah, we brought in a few more computer folk. Yeah, like, so oh my goodness. I'm not here to rant about the Giants again because I don't want it to ruin my day. But look, Dave Gettleman is here to stay, and he is going to have to pick a head coach that is going to be good. He has to. He has mm-hmm. to pick a good coach because this is this is his or last stand. He's gone too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what was your take on the uh, Gase and Joe Douglas press conference? Yeah. So uh, Gase's was first. Um, he's I I don't like Gase personally. I think he's way over his head. He thinks he's the man. He thinks he's above everyone else for some reason. He's got this tough guy act for, for no just because he was the quarterback's coach for Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's like, about it. That's like, all he's accomplished. Yeah, congratulations. And one, and one playoff berth yeah. with the Dolphins congratulations. at 9-7. Nine nine seven. Seven. Congratulations. So, yeah, uh, one of the highlights from that uh, presser was probably when the Le'Veon Bell question got brought up to him. They asked him, um, Le'Veon Bell, what do you think about him being on the team in the future, or uh, are you looking to move him? And his response was blatant, or not blatant, it was very vague, as you would expect, and it was just, he's under contract for the next three years. Uh, you can ask Joe tomorrow, Joe Douglas, the GM. And then the reporter responded with, so are you looking to keep him? And his response was, you can ask Joe tomorrow. So I, I don't know why he does this. He, he never liked Bell from the jump. Um, he didn't want him. For on the Jets, he doesn't believe in a franchise running back being paid that much money on a team. Uh, he wasn't used a lot throughout which, the season. Which Bel- Bill Belichick also believes in, though, to give Gase credit. Like, Bill Belichick believes, like, he shouldn't be paying a running back more than, like, $10 million or I, I don't. I, mean? I don't hate it, but at the same time, it's like... What what else you got going for you right now? No, that's he's, true. He's your most talented it, offensive. I mean, player. don't be mad if you have Bell. That's yeah, the bottom that's line. That's the thing. Don't be pissed off. You got one of the best running backs statistically of all time. 
get, granted, the offensive line didn't help him at all. He was running to a brick wall half the time. I mean, still, I, w- I would have tried to like, I would have liked to see him been used more in different scenarios. And what do you think of Douglas's response to what Gay said about Bell? Yeah, so uh, Douglas said pretty much he would receive phone calls about Bell. He said the same thing about Adams. Which I think is fair. I think Joe Douglas has been good so I far. Think I, I personally like him. I want to see what he can do with some draft picks. Yeah, but I think he needed to say that for the Bell instance because, for example, look at Gettleman. He said, I'm not signing Odell to trade him, and then traded him. Mm-hmm. So players are going to look at that and be like, well, I don't have trust in Gettleman. So I think what Joe Douglas did is smart because there is a chance that Bell is traded. Yes. I mean, I think Gase handled it the wrong way, I, like many other things yeah. he's done. I mean, no one is untouchable. Like, there's a price for everyone. Yeah. Like, so he's basically saying, I'll, if they offer me an absurd offer yeah. for Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to take it. If they offer me an absurd offer for Jamal Adams, I'm going to take it. Or it sounded it, less likely that they were looking to move Jamal, just that they were listening, and that they may extend him, which is a possibility, which I would I would like. Um, and I mean, but it Bell, seemed like Bell had a higher chance of being moved than Jamal. But Bell wasn't great by any standards. Exactly. Watched, Bell, Bell was not great. I watch every Jets and Giants game, mm-hmm. but I also had Le'Veon Bell in fantasy, and he was terrible. Yeah. And his personality did come to shape this year. It was a lot better. Oh, he was he was a true team yeah. player. No he was complaint. a leader in that locker. He was a leader. But you know, the only questionable thing was the bullying incident, and that's yeah. not even like like who nah, cares? He was, he was cleared by the doctors, and he was told to go home. Yeah. So, but I mean, if they do trade him, I don't think it's a bad thing because he has a lot of money on yeah. him, and yep. he didn't perform this year. And I think you could get something decent in return for him. Um, so we'll I would I wouldn't be totally opposed to it because I think offensive line the offensive line is a bigger key to a running game than the running back. Obviously, as that shows showed this year with the Jets, he was just running into a brick wall. Yeah, every single time. So today, mostly it'll be NFL talk. Um, we have rookie running back uh, Jonathan Hillman coming on the show which we're excited about and we're going to do NFL playoff predictions with yep. Andy Bergeron mm-hmm. also later in the show but let's get to some basketball quickly the Knicks had a big win last night yeah Knicks took down uh, the Blazers and Mello's return to the Garden uh, Mitchell Robinson who is actually the pick from the Mello deal that they received uh, so he was in late in the second round he had a great game he was 11 for 11 from the field 22 points uh, very very efficient. We've been looking for him to do more thi- more things like this throughout the season. He hasn't been as productive. He can't stay on the floor due to foul trouble. Um, his rebounding is it's been consistent, but the scoring and just being on the floor and not being in foul trouble all the time is something that we're looking to see him improve on. And hey, I'm look, glad that, uh, I'm glad that that's looking better. No, yeah, definitely. The Knicks are showing improvement right now, and uh, the intern head coach Mike Miller yeah, I mean, has looked pretty good. Shows that Fizdale was an issue, and I, I believe that he was an issue. I originally liked him. I mean, we've touched on this topic before. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, Mike Miller has done a fantastic job. You can see the offensive rhythm, the defensive intensity in there, yeah. and it's, it's, it's overall it's going well. Yeah, so then on to the Nets now. I mean, the Nets are staying and just sitting up normal place right now they're the seven seed they're 16 and 16 500 and they're 13 what he's been playing well still yeah but it's like what's going on with Kyrie man I don't know what his deal is I've seen some reports that it's not just injury related yeah it's something else and I don't know what that means because it's like the third time I've seen this this year and look I can't I can't say that he was not in a bad place last year due to his grandfather dying which I believe it was it was his grandfather right yeah Yeah. because I would be the same way. My you, grandfather you, just passed it, away, and I was the same like, way. It I got like distant. there was something off with him, yeah. But you, that can't be an excuse for four straight years yeah, or no. whatever it is. And I, I don't know if it's something different this year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not four. It's two now. But it's yeah. like, I, I don't know what like, it is. Yeah, like, you but, can't, it can't be a prolonged thing. Yeah. Like, you, you know, gotta if you're getting paid to do something, you gotta do it. People like I understand show, it's difficult. Yeah. I've had I've had yeah. family members pass yeah. as well. It's, and it's, you, you gotta know. go to school the next day. You gotta go to work the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, gotta you gotta live you life. Know? Yeah. But 
hopefully we get a report on soon on what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I've heard mixed. I've heard mixed reports. Yeah. I've heard reports that he's a problem as a personality in the locker room, and then DeAndre Jordan came out and said that's a completely BS report. And then another one later on, which was more recent, said that he's still a problem in the locker room, and like teams are or the players are questioning his determination. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. I, I really future. don't know what's going on with him. But uh yeah, so those are pretty much what's going on here locally basketball wise, but um just in the Western Conference, nothing special is happening along with the East, nothing big. Yeah, Lakers is a nice win. Yeah. yeah, the Lakers came back uh bounced back after a four-game losing streak, which I like to see because usually That's LeBron's good. teams don't do that. So, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But um right now the NBA is pretty much in full gear, right? Yep. Like we said last time, so we're excited for that, but it's NFL talk today, so let's get at it. So to start off our NFL talk today, we're going to talk about the firings that happened over this past week. Um, the Giants fired Shermer first. We talked about that. Um, the Redskins fired Gruden midway through the year, so that's yeah. not new. But they just hired Rivera, so we don't need to cover that. The Cowboys have yet to fire Jason Garrett just because Jerry Jones is so close to him. But Steve, if they were to fire Garrett, who do you think would be a candidate? Um, I think I think it would be a big name college coach. I would agree. Probably under the likes of Lincoln Riley. Maybe he would try to lure Urban Meyer back. Not sure about Urban Meyer, but definitely a big name because the Cowboys want to have you know that big splash sort yeah. of head coach. If Jerry Jones does fire Jason Garrett, who is his close friend, I would think he goes big time just because he mm-hmm. needs he needs to win another Super Bowl and he knows that because mm-hmm. he's getting up in age. But I know Jerry Jones does like to have control over the team. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to have a Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer with the Cowboys because you don't know how much control they would want over the team. Exactly. But on to the Panthers now. Who do you think they could hire? Uh, I saw they were meeting with Eric Benimi, the yeah. offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I mean, makes sense. The Chiefs have a great offense. You know, their, their passing passing offense is top in the league. I mean, it helps you at home Mahomes, but... Uh, definitely, it seems like he's been his name has been thrown around over the past years. Um, I feel like every time, every NFL offseason, there's one offensive coordinator who just becomes the hot topic mm-hmm. and is wanted by a lot of NFL teams. And McDaniel's yeah. for, you know. And this seems to be the name yeah. this year. Benimi. Yeah. yeah. So for the Panthers, in my opinion, they might go with him or they might go with Mike McCarthy just because they have a new owner in charge. Mm-hmm. So they might want stability and someone that has ran the show before in other I places. I see like McCarthy fits pretty well. Yeah. So I would go with Mike McCarthy there. But now on to the Browns, who fired uh, Freddie Kitchens, he was and they fired their GM, John Dorsey. Yep. So I've heard reports that they might hire a coach who wants a, a lot of control, mm-hmm. and that might be McDaniels. And I've heard reports today that McDaniels is starting to get together a staff when he leaves really? New England. Yeah, it looks like uh, some McDaniels' name has been thrown around. Um, the Browns are meeting with McCarthy today, I believe. I'm not, I'm not sold on McDaniels totally as a head coach. I mean, he's... So highly recommended yeah. just because he's with the Patriots. But, I mean, I don't know how great of a head coach he would make. Yeah. I don't know. The candidates are interesting. For, for the Browns especially. Yeah, the candidates so far are interesting, and they all look like they'll be good head coaches, but that you, we know that's not the case. And all the teams that are looking for a head coach are, are interesting if the yeah. Cowboys become one yeah. of those teams too. So now we're going to welcome onto the show Andy Bergeron, who was on the show last time. Andy, welcome. Thanks for having me again, fellas. As always, it's our pleasure. So we're going to talk about the NFL wildcard game Saturday and Sunday, and we're going to start off with the Bills and Texans, which is probably the most boring game. Andy, what do you think? I'm going to take the Texans to beat the Bills at home to open up the playoffs for this season. While the the Bills are a nice team, but I think the Texans, unlike last year, get it done in wildcard weekend at home. Uh, my pick for that game, I have the Texans also winning. I think it will be a very close game. 
kind of not really low scoring, but it's definitely not going to be a shootout. Um, I think what it comes down to is it's it's Deshaun Watson versus Josh Allen. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't disrespect Josh Allen, but all right. I mean, he's he does great for their team as a passer. He's just not that efficient. You can't not you can't not say that. His passing numbers this year are not great. He's a good rusher. He's a good for he's good for a team that plays really good defense and is a ground and pound kind of team. We'll look for him to be a road warrior, though. All right. I'm gonna go against the Texans, even though this is home for the Texans. I'm gonna go the Bills. I think the Bills have a good defense. I think they're coached very well. I think Josh Allen is a stud. I know he has to show up in the playoffs. Stud. But, yeah, I do think he's a stud. And I also think for the Texans, Deshaun Watson, he's been wildly in- inconsistent in he his has. NFL career. I know he's a great quarterback, but he's been inconsistent. And I think J.J. Watt has to show up these playoffs. I think well, he's, he's coming He's coming off straight off the IR. I know. I know he is. I, I think he's a great guy, but he, he just has to show up. I mean, well, I, think, I think he's overrated. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he's been so hurt the that past few years, so like, makes sense. But I'm going to take the Bills. Let's go on to the late game. Titans traveling to New England. Andy, what do you got? I know everyone wants to take the trendy pick and pick the Titans to uh, dismantle the Patriots in a road playoff game, but that's not going to happen. The Patriots will win this game pretty easily and advance into the division. What do you playoff. think the score would be if you had to choose? I would say the Patriots win by a score of 28-14. to 14. 28, so you think it's going to be a blowout? That's not a blowout, but like... It is. It is in the depends playoffs. How it, in depends that NFL how it playoffs, goes. it is. Depends how it goes. But my my pick, I, I am actually going to take the trendy pick here. I, I think the Tennessee Titans upset the New England Patriots on the road. I think there's just there's just something about it. It's just the Titans are hot. The Patriots have not been hot. And Ryan Tannehill has a good record against New England. They Mike Rabel, former New England personnel. They got Deion Lewis. You got Logan Ryan. You got Malcolm Butler. A bunch of New England players are on that locker room. I don't know. There's just something to me, even though when it comes down to Brady versus Tannehill, you take Brady every time. There's something to me that's just telling me to take Tennessee in this game. I think this is a nightmare pick for the Patriots just because of the familiarity. Yeah, like I don't said. think they want to play the Titans. They have trouble with the Titans, yeah. too, historically. But New England is home. New England has the greatest quarterback of all time. New England has the best quarterback in the league right now. Best defense they have the, the best league. defense in the league right now. Best coach in the league right now. So I'm taking the Patriots. I have to see it to believe it, to see if they lose at home in they the playoffs. They have not lost a home playoff game in seven years. I mean, there's a first for everything. Brady is getting old. but and The luck. offense is not what it's been the past seven years. But, but I, I definitely do see what you're saying. It's hard to count out Belichick, especially when he's home. But me, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the... The odd pick here and go with the Titans to upset. All right, so now let's go on to the game, the Viking Saints game, which is at one o'clock on Sunday. I think this is going to be a fun one. What do you got, Andy? Nice season for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook's been great. Kirk Cousins snuck into the MVP conversation for a little, but uh, this is the end. This is the end of the road for them. Yeah, Saints will win by ten or more. Yeah, I will think- this will this be the final home playoff game for Drew Brees, and that they likely won't get another home playoff game this postseason. And who knows what's in store for next year. Very possible um, for Drew Brees' sake. I will also take the Saints in a steamroll of the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's an easy double-digit win minimum. Um, I, I, lo- I really like Minnesota's roster. I just I just can't put Kirk Cousins in the spotlight and be confident with him. They're a poor man Saints team, honestly. And the Saints are home for this game. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, I think Drew Brees is having a career Saints year. Saints have been on a roll. Yeah, they... Saints are having a or Drew Brees is having a career year. Michael Thomas having a historic. Oh season. yeah, yeah, that is true. We know you love Mike Thomas. Yeah. Um, 
they have great running backs in Murray and Kamara. Kamara's finally looking healthy. Mm-hmm. They have a stud defense. Everyone yeah. on their defensive side of the ball is very good. good. A lot of former Giants cornerbacks. On their <laughs> they team love right just now. taking them off waivers. It's true. But <laughs> look, the Saints are home. I'm a big believer. If you're home in the playoffs, it's a huge advantage. And especially in the Superdome, I think it's a very big advantage. Especially so for go, Drew Brees. I'm going to go with the Saints winning by double digits. And let's go on to the final game now, which is the Seahawks traveling to Philly to face the Eagles. Andy, what do you what got? You think? It, it's a complete joke here to sincerely think that the Eagles will have a chance to beat the Seahawks. I know they're home, but they've been terrible all season. Don't have any weapons. They've played, they've played a couple emotional games in a row. Carson Wentz has had to carry them the entire the entirety of December. So I think Russell Wilson will get the best in this one. If the Seahawks are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, maybe you should bet that game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would take Seahawks minus one and a half. No, I would too. I would too. I'm just saying Andy seems very confident in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree with Andy. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game over the injury-depleted Eagles. Uh, wonder to see if Zach Ertz suits up. He came back in the middle of a game when he broke his rib. Tough guy. Um, Dallas Goddard's filled his position pretty well, but he's definitely nowhere near the talent that Zach Ertz is, and he's been their primary weapon with all the injuries they've had. Um, but in the end, I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Carson Wentz, given the given the amount of injuries uh, to the wide receiver position for the Eagles. Make that three picks for the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks too. I think Andy makes a very valid point that there's been a lot of emotional games for the Eagles, even though they played the Giants last week, who are horrific. But I'm taking the Seahawks here. I think Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. I think he's a top three quarterback in the league. Yes, I said it. But now we'll go on to what we think it'll look like next week. Yeah, Why? so the consensus pick, uh, we got... We got the Texans to go and take on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. We have the pick. I have the Bills going to take the Ravens. Yeah, he does. Consensus pick is Texans. Consensus pick. We have New England going into Kansas City. With yeah. me being the oddball taking the Titans. Last year. Mm-hmm. We have the Saints going into Green Bay. And lastly, we have the Seahawks going into San Francisco. They split in the regular season. We'll see who wins the rubber match. Which we're, we're, we're looking forward to that weekend, right? That's pro- that's yeah. probably the, the best weekend of, of NFL. football. Yeah. yeah. So, A lot of great games. Yeah, so Andy, thanks for coming on. We'll thanks, see you soon. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yep. Of course. So now we have an interview coming up. It's going to be our first one on Basement Combos. We're really excited. We have Jonathan Hillman, running back of the New York Football Giants, coming on. Rutgers alum, we're excited, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For first, you know, bigger interview. We're excited to get this thing going and uh, let's get go. into the interview. Hello, Mr. Hilleman. It's Stephen David from Basement Convos. How are you doing? What's up, bro? How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Good. Appreciate it. Jonathan Hillman is a former Rutgers alumni where I currently go to school. Uh, that's the best choice, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and is now playing for his childhood favorite team and my favorite team, the New York Football Giants. He was a rookie running back this past year and has shown boom potential and has shown major improvements. So, uh, Ryan, so uh, Jonathan, let's start off with some quick questions. Uh, let's get a recap of your college career. Um, yeah, so I mean, I started off at Boston College. Uh, I was originally committed to Rutgers out of high school, but you know, coaching changes and you know, uh, decommits from other recruits kind of led me to open up my recruitment. I went, ended up going to Boston College. Uh, was a three-year starter there. Uh, played really well. Got in the record books, and you know, ended That's up awesome. you know graduating pretty early, and you know, exercising my option to you know do another year at uh, somewhere else. And I ended up coming back home to Rutgers, 
where, you know, we didn't have the best season as a team, but myself, you know, led the team in touchdowns and, and did pretty well for myself. So that's pretty much how it ended up, you know, getting the opportunity on the next level. So, yeah. What do you think of the Shiano hire? Uh, I think it's a great hire. I think Otis Midley, you know, records, kind of the football program has kind of been um, kind of been down for a little while. So the energy in the, around the program hasn't really been up. And I think, you know, bringing back somebody like Shiano, who, you know, kind of produced the best uh, results for the rugby football program since we've since we've been established, I think that ultimately gives us a lot of energy, gives us a lot of juice, and I think it's going to be it's definitely a higher it's definitely higher for the future. Definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. So, Mr. Holman, Steve here. Uh, the beginning of the year, you showed out in the preseason, had an opportunity to play early in the regular season as well due to injuries. Uh, do you believe the season was a success moving forward for yourself? For myself, uh, success. I wouldn't say it was a success. I mean, any time that we you know, have the record we have, it's not can't really have not really a lot of people that can feel like we had a success now, mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh it was definitely a learning experience uh, i definitely you know got into the fold kind of a lot earlier than i thought i would uh but you know that's kind of how that's kind of how the nfl works i learned pretty pretty quick yeah next man and, up. Um, but yeah but i mean obviously for myself i, I definitely learned i showed some great things and obviously some things i have to improve on but i mean you know ultimately i think it was it was a great experience being out there you know for my first year that's great. So, so building off of learning experiences, what was it like being behind Saquon Barkley and learning from him? It was great. I mean, me and, me and Saquon, you know, we became really good friends really uh, throughout this time period. Uh, you know, just kind of learning from each other, kind of bouncing ideas off. I mean, if he comes back to the sidelines, like, man, what you guys see on this, what you guys see on that, and, you know, watching the film and going over, you know, he's really introspective. And he definitely, you know, appreciates our opinion. But uh, also, we also feel the same way. I mean, anytime we break off a run or, you know, make the wrong cut. We kind of come back and feed off each other. So we kind of learn from each other as a, uh, you know, as a uh, young running back group. But, yeah, it's been pretty awesome thus far. Yeah, that's great, man. That's got to be a great experience. It just came out that you got a future slash reserves contract. Can you explain to our audience what that is and what it means for the Giants moving forward? Okay, so what that pretty much means is um, gets the opportunity to come back and, you know, just earn the contract again. Pretty much the process starts again. Got a little bit of a signing bonus. And so just congratulations. You know, yeah, congratulations, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate that. And of course. just being able to, you know, come back and, you know, compete for a roster spot again. Obviously, that, that means that, you know, as a young guy, you know, coming back with the Giants, you know, uh, show that I show some promise and that, they, you know, they believe in me. And so I'm, I'm very, you know, happy and, you know, honored to, to have that opportunity. Speaking of them believing in you, how was it to get a call from them when you were undrafted? Like, what was that experience like? It was awesome. I mean, they came like really maybe two minutes after the draft, and uh, they were surprised that they actually were surprised that I wasn't uh, drafted. And um, so, you know, as a myself included, but at the same time, uh, they were surprised that I was still on the board. And obviously, you know, being from New Jersey, being a long time Giants fan. Uh, it, just, it just made sense. It was no-brainer. It was a dream come true. You, you showed out in the preseason. I'm a season ticket holder, and it was just awesome to see you um, uh, just be great because I'm, I'm from Rutgers. Like, I go to Rutgers. It's just awesome to see. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that, man. Definitely. You got to keep it going uh, throughout the OTAs. Pretty much do it all again. Get it going next season. Yeah, so as for the Giants as an organization, what do you see for them in the future? Um, I, I, well, a lot of the guys this year, the main contributors were kind of young. True. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this next year, I think we're a year older, a year wiser, a year stronger, kind of year more knowledgeable about the game and how, you know, it's, it's the urgency it takes to win at this level. I think that's kind of what we all struggled with. As young guys, we kind of, you know, still operate on a college level. And uh, the level of urgency is a lot different in the NFL. And it's pretty much like an everyday process that we have to be honest. So I think kind of understanding and learning those things. We have a lot of mature guys. 
So we kind of we're gonna learn that lesson pretty quick. But I, I feel like we're on the rise. We're exactly where we need to be. And I know that's tough that's good to hear. <laughs> it's tough coming up a four and twelve record, but um, yeah, you know, obviously it, it, there's a lot of improvements and there's a lot of good things that uh, are in store for us. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I saw the Giants were like second in the league in rookie snaps or something this year. Yeah, which just that's, that's that crazy. shows promise. You know, a lot of young guys. Um, yeah, definitely. So what's next before OTAs and training camp starts? What do you got planned going on? Uh, this training, I'm going to be training, uh, playing that test of sports facility in uh, Martinsville. It's where I trained uh, okay. the NFL, NFL prep. I'll probably be um, taking a couple trips to, you know, see some teammates and train out there with them. Uh, you know, got, doing a lot of a lot of different things. A lot of different things in the office, a lot of off-the-field uh, engagements. But, you know, kind of, you know, staying focused on the football stuff and, you know, doing what I got to do to be ready when I have to come back. That's awesome. It's great to hear. And finally, you have a project coming up. Any details you want to give us on that? Yeah, we saw that on your story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, and that's part of the things I'm going to be doing as well. But, yeah, I got a little project coming out, an album. Uh, this, you know, I've always had okay. – music's always been my second love to football. So, in the offseason, every offseason after, uh, you know, college and high school, I'd always, you know, be doing something music-related. So, you know, just, uh, just a project. I'm probably going to have, you know, a lot of local artists, a lot of New Jersey artists. Uh, on the project that I'm really excited about. A lot of talent, you know, from where I'm from. And so I can't wait to bring it all out to light. We would definitely be tuning in, me and Steve. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a listen for sure. <laughs> well, well, definitely appreciate that, man. Well, well, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate you and we're rooting for you and we hopefully ha- can have you on in the future. Yeah, man, best luck with everything moving forward. We really appreciate you, we really appreciate you taking the time. No problem at all, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So today we're going to do our first Twitter mailbag. Um, with the first question we have received, it's from Noah from Northern New Jersey. His question is, if the Giants have a choice of Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, Jerry Judy, or Jedrick Wills, who should they select? Uh, me, I'm not a huge Giants fan, so I don't know what direction they're looking to go to, but if I were to choose, I would probably say Isaiah Simmons over the other options. Uh, Jeff Okuda, cornerback, they drafted a cornerback in the first round last year, so it's not a huge need. Um, even though cornerback, the we DB too, position is a huge need. Have, I just think you should wait a little bit to see how Baker develops. We have too many young corners, yeah. so adding another to that list would not be the best thing to do. I do think he's going to be a top five corner in the league. Oh, I so think be good. If he was drafted by the Giants, I wouldn't be upset, but I don't think that's what we need I right now. I think Simmons would be a better fit uh, at the four position for the yeah. Giants. Simmons, Simmons can do everything. He can rush the passer. He can defend the run. He can, he can defend any receiver, tight end, running back. So I think he would be a great option. You can't go wrong with any of these guys. Even though the offensive tackle that you gave us, I'd rather go with Thomas. I think he's a great left tackle, and he's huge, and he would be just great for the Giants. Yeah, out of, coming out of Georgia, he's an absolute monster, uh, who I hope the Jets get, but they definitely won't now. Um, Jerry Judy, the other option, I think he's a fantastic talent. I think it's a reach within the top five, however. I do I, think it's a reach also because there's so many good receivers that's, coming that's out of That's exactly draft. my take. So the you, Giants, you, can get, you can get a great receiver on the second yeah, day. Yeah, the Giants can get a receiver on the second day, just like the Jets have to get yeah, another receiver exactly. too on the second or third day. So um, great question because all those players are absolute studs. Yeah, now on to Tyler's question. Uh, Tyler from Northern New Jersey asked, would you rather have Mike McCarthy or Matt Rule as the coach of the New York football Giants? For me personally... I'd rather have Matt Rule because he has more boom potential. Mike McCarthy, you've seen what he can do in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is, in my opinion, a top, top 15 quarterback of all time. So we'll see what happens. But I'd go with Rule. But that was a great question. Thank I, you for the question. I agree. I'd, I'd go with Rule too. Yeah. Uh, for our last question uh, from Matt from Northern New Jersey, 
Uh, do you think the Knicks would have been in the playoff run if Mike Miller was the head coach for the entire season instead of David Fisdale? Um, it's it's hard to say just because the way they're playing now under Mike Miller, it, it's easy to be like, yeah, of course they'd be like, you know, six seed. But uh, I definitely do think they would have been in the hunt if Mike Miller was was in control this entire time. You can definitely tell the difference between Fisdale as the head coach and how the players are reacting and how they're performing on the court compared to Mike Miller. Um, if I were to guess, they'd be at around the eight or nine seed range. I think they would definitely be much more competent throughout the season uh, if Fisdale was not at the head of the realm in the beginning of the season. Uh, great question because, I mean, man, I wish I wish they were in the playoffs this year. I would agree, though, because the Magic are under 500 and in the eighth seed right now, so I definitely think exactly. the Knicks would be in it. Yeah. And I think Fisdale just wasn't a great fit for the Knicks. But thank you so much for your questions, guys. We had two more questions that were supposed to go to Mr. Hilleman, but we did not have enough time for them. Thank you. Keep sending the questions this way. Andy Bergeron, thank you for coming on the show. Jonathan Hillman, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.